G'day everyone, Steve here. Before we get into X-Band's 50th podcast extravaganza, I'd like to put my hand up and apologise for the lateness of this episode. I know you've all been looking forward to it. It has been sitting in post-production for about a month and I just haven't had the time to edit and publish it. Sorry. On the upside, episodes 51 and 52 have already been recorded and now that my day job is winding up for the year, I should be able to get these out in fairly quick succession. So, without further ado, let's kick back, relax, and enjoy Expand the Phantom Podcast's 50th episode. Cheers. everyone and welcome to episode 50 of expand the phantom podcast thank you all of you for uh, for joining us for 50 fantastic episodes um with us as always is jermaine how you going there jermaine not bad yourself mate i'm very well thank you don't know if it'll be uh 50 awesome episodes uh i think a couple we've um we've kind of crawled uh through and been a bit of a struggle but um yeah if you think it's awesome 50 maybe maybe others might think the same <laughs> maybe that was just the first 16 episodes before i do <laughs> maybe <laughs> um and with us again is dan how you going there dan yeah good Stephen. good jim how are you oh i'm very well very good very excited to be here just to uh lift the bat and acknowledge the polite applause of the crowd as we get past the half century mark <laughs> Not only a fan of tragic, but a but a cricket tragic as well. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, he, he is a Brisbane supporter, so obviously uh, it's not worth following the football no, well, because you know where you know they're going to be towards the bottom. A lot of the best, <laughs> my best times at the Gabba are watching the cricket. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, did you see the cricket news though this week? Got whitewashed over in South Africa. Yeah. Well, I heard that, um, I see that the guys uh, lost his, what was the chairman of selectors, so maybe they might actually um, get a decent selector who's going to actually make some decent calls. All right. Anyway, talking about cricket, um, we're up to the, the home of cricket, the birthplace of cricket in England, and we welcome back the bloke who made all this possible in the first place. G'day, Joe. How are you going? All right, Governor, yourself? <laughs> Very well, thanks, mate. So, is it was it possible for you to get even pastier with like with English summer? I tell you what, I've been trying. 
<laughs> no, the, the, the English the English summer's fine as long as you have a raincoat. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> uh, wait, you, you, haven't, you haven't done a winter yet, though, have you? No, I am dreading that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's going to be a very, very big test of my, um, my ability to survive the cold. I think. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're right. So, so how has uh, <laughs> the old dart been for a Phantom fan? You've been going over there and got easy access to loads of Phantom uh, toys and collectibles and comics, I assume. Um, to sum it up, basically, bugger all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, of course, checked out as many comic shops and stuff as I can, and um, bookstores and stuff. The only fandom things I've seen since I've been here has been the pop vinyl figures. Mm-hmm. They had um, the three original ones. They didn't have the grey one, of course, because it was an Australian exclusive, I believe. Um and the, I've seen a couple of the Hermes uh, hardcovers, but that's that's literally been it oh, yeah. um, in actual stores, not counting. eBay, I've seen a couple of things. Jerm um, sent me a few things, but, uh, yeah, for actually in-store, that's that's all I've seen, which you know, is a bit of a shame, but um, the character just doesn't seem to be that well-known um, or that popular here. Although um, the movie is on Netflix, on Netflix here, the UK Netflix, so that's something. They're very good. Yeah. You know, if you need to fix, get onto Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I should be in advertising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get out your day job, mate. No, no, I, I, I won't. But the, 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 um, talking about um, you know, not fi- finding much uh, fan stuff over there, um, I was in um, Adelaide recently. And the fandom is quite big over there in the comic yeah. shops. It, it, it really blew me away. Yeah, just I'll... because nothing, nothing else wants to go there. <laughs> oh, and, and oh, uh, oh. you could be disparaging and say that they're still stuck in 1950, which was when the fandom was. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, so to all our South since I've been gone, have you made it your um, mission, Jermaine, to offend as many people as you can per episode? <laughs> he does his best. <laughs> it just comes natural to me. Uh, <laughs> as a long-time listener, I don't know that it's just been since you've been gone. I'm pretty sure he's been doing it for years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, everyone finds him offensive, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's what takes up half my week is... um. <laughs> editing out the stuff that Jermaine said. <laughs> yeah, this is just what's let go to air. <laughs> That's why I left for the UK. I wasn't feeling safe in Australia anymore with all the hate mail. I don't think we've actually ever gotten any hate mail, have we? Not that you know about. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are people yeah. who disagree with what we say and... and, and... That's good. We, we, you know, if we're going to critique people, we expect them to, to critique us. But to go so far as hate now, I don't... yeah, I actually, I actually like when people come and say, "No, I don't agree with that. Don't agree with this," or, or you know, for one of many discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think you know that's one of the beauties about the podcast is that 
you know, people can actually discuss the Phantom or, or in a sense, are in the discussion on the Phantom because most people don't have or don't know other people when it comes to um, when it comes to fan collecting. A lot of people are isolated, so you know, you've, yeah, you've got Facebook and stuff like that, but. You know, I, th- I remember you saying, Dan, where you used to like have a discussion and started yelling at us, like when you disagree with us. <laughs> sure, you're probably not the only one. I was, I um, may have been exaggerating for dramatic purposes, but certainly the amount of times that uh, no, I, w- I would talk to myself out loud, argue back at the podcast. No, what are you talking about? Uh, maybe not screaming, but certainly you would, you can you can rile people up um, if you don't feel like your opinions being represented at all. So, yeah. I was in the same boat yeah. uh, too, Dan. I'd, I'd, I'd often, you know, cry BS with some of the things that yeah. they'd say, and then get on the thing. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does make a difference, doesn't it? When you, you actually get to, no, I disagree with you because of this, um, but have you thought about that? No, I haven't. You've made a good point. <laughs> so, what about you, Joe? How have you found uh, listening to them after running them for uh, so long? It's it's been really interesting being on the other end um, of the whole podcast thing because obviously, you know, I'd, I'd sit there and we'd plan out what we we're talking about and then or what we had planned to talk about, um, and then you know you'd have to edit it and put it together and put it out on the site into the interwebs and all that sort of thing. So it's very um, what's the word? I guess it's a very mind you're looking at and very minute sort of clusters. So each section. You're kind of really concentrating on the planning of it, then you're really concentrating on the actual recording, then you're really concentrating on um, the editing. So to actually sit back and be able to enjoy it just as a podcast has been really good. And it's kind of, I guess, made me think, oh, when I was doing it, I hope it was half this good because the work, some of the stuff you guys have done has been, been great, not to um, give you too big a heads or anything. But... Um, <laughs> But, but I think the, the ability to actually sit back and listen to it just as a podcast rather than something you, you've kind of put together yourself gives you a different perspective on 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 the thing. So, yeah, it, it's been fun. I've been enjoying listening to them um, and not having to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank, thanks for that, uh, Joe. I, I think I remember you saying, I don't know if it was on the podcast or just in one of our chats, that um, after you finish you know, putting the thing together that you haven't, you know, you, you don't usually listen to the, the podcast afterwards. Um, I'm in this, I find myself in the same boat after I've, you know, done all the editing and, and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't download it and listen to it. I, I feel I've gone over it and over it <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like when I was, when I was still doing it and it was, um, kind of Jermaine and I, um, and even a bit when after you joined Steve, Jermaine would like message me and go, Oh, I re-listened back to the last episode and, you know, I think this or that. And I'd be sitting there thinking, mate, I don't want to listen to that bloody thing again. <laughs> so Stephen, and so how long would you spend editing a podcast, you reckon? Just for like, just so people that are like listening to this, like they get a bit of an idea of, you know, what goes in, into uh, it. Good question. Um, and seeing as I think the last one was one of our biggest episodes, so that's probably not um, one to go off on. But um, it, just looking at the duration of some of these, um, you know, hour and a half or a couple of them lately, um, 
at least double or triple the time that the that the duration of the um, podcast goes for because we've got all the all the uh, um, stuff that we do before and, and afterwards sometimes especially if we have an interview like the um, Sammy J interview that we had um, so it, it does I've got to block out a night and then hopefully I don't need to block out three you know um, <laughs> yeah so it, it does take a, um, a bit of time to to get to get the editing done and you know and putting my own little things like the um like the the, the goof reel at the end and um sourcing songs and stuff that that can sometimes uh take a bit of time but um so yeah yeah it's a, it's a good couple of nights that, that go into it and amongst all that you know you got work and you know, I'm studying as well at the same time so um and just so everyone uh, realizes we're we're all in different time zones as well, so mm. it's, it's not like we're doing this at um, at nine o'clock in the morning or something, or, or or midday like some of us over in England might be <laughs> at the moment. Well, we're in we're in four different time zones, so it's it's lunch, it's twelve o'clock for Joe, it's well twelve thirty for Joe, seven thirty for me, nine thirty for you, Dan, and yep. ten thirty for you, Stan, uh, Stephen. Sorry. Yep. Um, so yeah. And true or false, have you, uh, Stephen, have you fallen asleep while editing? Well, uh, <laughs> I think there might have been once I had to rewind. Did I just hear that or, <laughs> or just think I heard it? So um, yeah, I, think that, I think that did happen once. <laughs> Joe, did you ever fall asleep while editing? No, no, I'm too selfish by the time I got to the point where I felt I needed sleep, I'd just say bugger it and go to bed. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it does take a lot of time to do. I, I tended to do it in kind of chunks. So, like, I'd go through, and if there was any, um, I don't know, for lack of a better word, any sort of noise or, um, you know, bits that we needed to get edited out, then I'd do that and save it, and then I'd come back and sort of tidy it up a little bit and add... Um, so the intro music and stuff and save it again. And I'd come back a third time and just double check everything was okay. Um, made sure all the uh, connecting bits. So from the intro into the intro music, I should say into whoever was welcoming for that episode into their um, voice coming on was all smooth. So generally I kind of had three different uh, shots at fixing up the one episode, but depending on like, Steve said how long the episode was, um, how many people are involved. It, it can take some time because when it was just you and you and I, Jermaine, it was it was fairly easy because you've only got the um, at least with the software we use, you've only got two um, uh, kind of lines to indicate the sound channels, from basically. each of us. channels. That's the word I was looking for. But when you add more people, then those people get added to those channels. So. Um, I'm not sure how it works for you guys, but I remember when it was Steve, Jermaine, and I, I'd be on one channel and then both Jermaine and Steve would be on the other. Mm. So, like, if there was noise from, just for argument's sake, Jermaine's, cha uh, Jermaine's side that Steve was talking, you couldn't really edit out that noise because then you'd edit out Steve, so you'd have to find other ways around it and stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of the more people, the longer it is, sort of multiplies your issues and stuff. But, you know. It's all fun. There's we never because we enjoy it. So. There's never background noise coming from Jermaine's channel, surely. 
Oh, man, no. it's always my, it's, it's normally the child. Um. Actually, you're exactly right, though, yeah. Jay, because I, I went through and um, sort of did the clean-up of the Sammy J episode before I sent it down, just so we could get that out quicker because we were all excited. And, and then Stephen had a fresh burst of energy and did the, uh, you know, the, the goof reel and the, and, and the music and all the rest of it. And I had... In, for that recording, myself on one channel and four other blokes on the other channel. Um, so you're right; you could barely yeah. you could barely get rid of any background noise and that sort of thing at all. Mm. Well, yeah, find, yeah, it is tough. And when you said before about making things smooth, and um, I know I know to all our listeners, it sounds like our conversation just flows just <laughs> magically, and there's never any big gaps of silence. Um, that's because you know. It, um, there's a big gap of silence. Um, <laughs> it might not seem like a second might seem that, that long, but when you've got a whole second of silence, you think, or, or two seconds of silence, think, are they coming back? Is there something yeah. wrong? So going, you know, listening through it, oh, there's a, that silence is too long and, and cutting it back. And that can really um, happen easily when you've got, you know, three or four or more people talking. Uh, there's times when everyone says nothing because they're not sure if it's their turn to talk or not. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, and of course, we're we're turns speaking. What's that? Um, sometimes. Do we take turns speaking? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you boys are, are both, you know, demonstrating your point with these live examples as we go. It's a very effective. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be easy to edit. I'm just not going to touch it. It's a great teaching <laughs> tip right there. You could be a teacher, Jim. <laughs> uh don't think I'll have enough patience for that one. <sighs> so, Joe, if we go back to the very, very start, I'm, as I look at the, the calendar now, I realise that um, the very first podcast came out three years and four months ago today. Um, what, wow. what what led you to start, um, you know, to, to start a podcast and uh, get it going in the first place? Well, it, it was actually an idea that I had had a long time, at least two years, maybe longer, um, before it actually happened. Um, and it was kind of basically came out of that thing that you guys were talking about before where we didn't kind of in our own friend circle or family circle didn't really have anyone to talk to about, you know, this character that we all obviously love so much. And um, with the exception of Jermaine, that's not because we're basement dwellers. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I thought you were saying that like I'm the cool one, and I've got friends where none of you guys have got friends because you are all geeks. <laughs> no, no, I think uh, <laughs> jermaine has got more phantom fan friends, which proves that he is the bigger geek. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but yeah, it, it came out of that that kind of not being able to talk to anyone because like even though I had friends that knew comics and knew who the fandom was none of them really read it or at least didn't read every issue they might pick up one here and there I had a couple of mates that would always get the annual but that would kind of be it um my dad did read the fandom but um you know you'd only sort of see him well I'd only ever see him uh, you know every couple of weeks because I wasn't living at home um and that and that sort of thing so yeah, it came out of that, well, if I want to talk to people about this, and then obviously other people want to talk to people about it. And at the time, I was listening to another um, 
comics related podcast and it was like you were saying dan it was you'd be listening to it and you know these people would save their opinions and it'd be like no no you're wrong or you'd be like yeah, yeah i agree with that and just having that even though it wasn't an actual conversation hmm. um kind of filled that gap so and at the time and i'm pretty sure it's still the case there was no podcast dedicated only to the Phantom. There was comics pod- podcasts, obviously, um, but most of them, the vast majority of them, were based in America. So mm-hmm. obviously the Phantom was a very, very small part, if it was mentioned at all. Um, there was a couple of UK ones, um, but, yeah, the vast majority were based in America. And I was like, well, there's obviously a hole there that needs to be filled. So that's where the idea came from. But at the time, I just didn't have um, all the knowledge to start of how to start up a podcast. I didn't really have the money to put behind it um, because this was kind of when I was just starting out uh, on my teaching career just out of uni. Um, So, you know, when you leave uni, you don't generally have a lot of money behind Mm. you. And also um, for those international fans that may not realise this, um, if you think of the highest speed dial-up connection you could get in the 90s, that was kind of like what my highest speed broadband was like um, because internet in Australia, especially then, but even now mm. is pretty terrible when you compare it to the rest of the world. So I didn't, I did a few tests on the connection I had at the time where I was living and it just constantly gave me that it wouldn't be enough to record a quality podcast. Like you might've been able to do it, but it would have been choppy and all that sort of thing. Like when you get lag, um, across a connection, you know, like if you're buffering a video on YouTube and it stutters, that's the mm. kind of thing we would have been stuck with. And I just thought, well, there's no point. Um, but cut to a couple of years later, I'd moved. Um, the internet where I was was actually really, really good. Broadband speeds had improved. I had a bit of money and I just thought, right, this is, you know, the best time to um, to do it. So I looked into it and did a bit of research and thought, yeah, I think this is um, – this is a good time. So three years ago. So what's that? 2013. Yeah. Well, yeah. June of 2013. Yep. June 15, 2013. I'll, this might be a good point. This is the, um, the, the, the advertisement or the blurb about episode number one in the beginning. So June 15, 2013, yep. the first episode of X-Band, the world's only phantom dedicated pod, dedicated podcast is here. Join fanboy Joe MD and phantom artist Lindsay C. Walker as they discuss how they discover the phantom for the first time, lament on the passing of Jim Shepard, and news about what we can hope to see in King's Watch. Um, and a couple of little stats for, for that first episode. It's been listened to 564 times, once in the last week, which is interesting, and nine times in the last wow. month. So, That's pretty so a few people have gone back... Um, during this past month, and that might be because of the, um, the mm. sad news about Lindsay Walker, um, yeah, who, who who passed away tragically uh, recently. So, um, yeah. So, so how did you get Lindsay on board on that on that first episode? Well, um, <laughs> it's kind of, I guess, a funny story in a way that it was out of desperation. Um, I'm the type of person that when they get an idea to their into their head, they just sort of go for it. And it's like, right, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And I kind of make it up as I go along. 
um, which is true if if you follow the website from when it first started, you'll and go through, you'll be able to see <laughs> how that's true for the website as well. Um, so I got all the stuff together and I got my headphones and all that sort of thing, and I had it all kitted out, so I was ready to go. And then I went, hang on, just me sitting there talking about the Phantom is going to be really boring. Um, so I sort of thought, who could I have on? And um, Lindsay actually sent, just as I was thinking this, sent me a message via Facebook. Um, and I just thought, oh, well, why don't I ask her? So I did, and thankfully she um, she said yes. So if I had have sort of sat down properly and thought about it, um, I probably would have, you know, probably still asked her, but probably asked um, a couple of other people as well. But it was just lucky that, you know, just kind of off the cuff when I asked Lindsay about it, she was happy, happy to do it. And that's why she um, kind of only appeared on episode one and then, disappeared because it was all sort of off off the cuff and we, we didn't really plan it so you know when I said oh, I'm going to do the second one she was like oh I'm busy because you know she was doing all the stuff for Moonstone and that I think around that time um so she couldn't do it but obviously yeah, I had the lead time so that's when I of course asked Jermaine and uh things went from there but yeah that that was kind of just out of my desperation of realising I'd forgotten probably the second most important thing, which was <laughs> to have someone else on there. Um, but, it, but it was great because, you know, I hadn't – I talked to Lindsay a fair bit over the internet and stuff through text, but never um, through a voice conversation. So it was great to, to do that, and it was cool to have an artist, an actual phantom artist on the first episode, so – yeah, it was it was really fun, and it's um, you know, it's, it's a real shame that kind of that episode has been rediscovered by those few people because of the, you know, really sad news of her passing, which you know it was, it was quite a shock because she was very big in supporting not just the podcast but the website and of course promoting the fandom and stuff um, back when she was doing her Moonstone work. So yeah, it's very it's very sad, but it's cool that she was the first guest we had on. Mm. So after that first episode, how, how did you um, approach Jermaine to, to hook him in? Hmm. Or did um, he approach you after, the, after doing the first one? Well, <laughs> Judging by that, <laughs> that came, that came well, that, The no. funny thing was, is, um, is I was actually in discussions with another guy to do exactly the same thing. I, uh, another fan had approached me and said, you know what we should do? We should do a fan podcast. And so we were actually in the planning stages of it as well. So we nearly had so, a Lubanga versus Lager type situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks no, for um, <laughs> And so we would, um, but we would keep putting off because, like, we, you know, he'd, well, he's got three kids now, so he just kept popping the kids out, so he just never had time. And, um, <laughs> and then when um, Joe brought it out, I said to him, I said, oh, man, I was talking about this as well, and so, you know, then we just got started talking, and then I, I just kind of came from there, I guess. So you invited yourself, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember that first episode of yours, Jermaine? No, I don't, mate. What did we talk about? So in the second episode of The X-Band, uh, Joe talks with fan Jermaine Parker about last weekend's Chronicle Chamber gathering and the Lee Falk Memorial Bengali, Bengali Explorers Club dinner, which took place in Sydney. So this is back in July 1st, 2013. Were you and at that, that one, Joe? 
Yeah, I think so. I think that was maybe, was that the last one I went to or the second last? I'm pretty sure I was there. Who was the guest? I can't recall. Stephen, do you know um, the guest? Was... No idea. <laughs> Doesn't say. It, it is cool that you guys have done, um, and as I say you guys because it was before I came on board, that uh, you have done a, a wrap-up of the, the 2013, oh, sorry, of the Supernova and the Lee Falk Memorial Ball Bengali Explorer Club dinner every year since you started. Like episode two um, was 2013, episode 12 was 2014, uh, 2015 was on episode 25, and then obviously um, Germ on his own did the uh, wrap up this year in episode 42. Yeah, well, we... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we, we always <laughs> we always try to get there. Um, I haven't been able to get to all of them just because of financial sort of concerns. But um, Jermaine, I don't know, I think he's on someone's payroll, so he always seems to manage yeah. to get there. <laughs> I've just, I've just um, got a very, very understanding wife who knows that, you know, her husband needs to, needs to go and do things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, th- I think, too, it's an important thing to cover because it's something that – even though it's, you know, an Australian club, there's lots and lots of Australian fans that um, that don't get to go because, you know, it's mm-hmm. in the wrong state or it's too expensive. And they are quite expensive, um, especially if you're coming interstate, even for myself because I'm um, also in New South Wales, but I'm about three hours – when I was in Australia, I was about three hours from Sydney. So, you know, you'd have to pay for the train up there, which isn't terribly – cheap. I think it's about $15 each way for the train trip. Um, and then you've got to pay for accommodation and if you're going to Supernova 2 then that's a couple of nights accommodation. So it does add up. And you're not, um, and you're not just going to um, look around either. You're going to make a few purchases. So that adds up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's lots of people that, that don't get to go. So I think it was worth mm. reporting and mm. it feels, I think for the people outside um, of that little group that goes. And I know it definitely felt this way when I first went. I don't know if you felt the same, Jermaine, but it felt like we were kind of, – because I think it was myself, Jermaine, and Luke uh, Geegan, we all went for the first time the same year. Um, and for me, it felt like being accepted or let into this sort of small elite club mm. <laughs> of – the, of the powerful phantom fans from around the country, because you know you'd, you'd hear about um, Jim Shepherd and um, all the and all those higher up people, Glenn Ford, all those sort of important people in the phantoms world going, but never just you know the average bloke, yeah, the, the average Joe. Comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that pun, but anyway. Um, and and then you get there, and yeah, there's a there's a bit of that with hype. High rollers like Yeah, yeah, and you've got your high rollers like Renee, and um, there's one or two others there. But yeah, it, it's not that kind of. Once you're there, that elitist sort of idea that you have of it just evaporates straight away. But um, I think it's just because the club doesn't really advertise themselves at all. Mm. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people when we f- first did the podcast. 
Um, it was even a little bit before that when we were posting about it on the website, people were contacting me and going, how do I get involved with this? Um, so I think lots of people hadn't even heard of it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very interesting sort of thing. And it does have that circle of elitism around it for, you know, whether they've put that up themselves or whether it's just because so few people kind of go and know about it. But I think it's something that fans need to, need to, or should be aware of. Maybe not need to, but should. Well, I think it was through the podcast that I first became really aware of what exactly it was because it was almost like Mm -hmm. a, you know, uh, it used to be a legend that you might hear on the whispers of the breeze, you know, a, a, a distant <laughs> drumbeat saying that there are the witch doctors gathering on Misty Mountain or whatever, and uh, you never really knew what it was about. And it did have that sense of being elite, but um, I, I haven't been to one. I'm planning on going next year for the first time. But, um, yeah, and, and that's largely because over those those um, wrap-ups that you guys have provided, um you find out a little bit more about it and it just sounds like a, a bunch of laughs. And like you say um, about uh, that elitism dropping away when you're in the room and everyone's just everyone and, and they're all Phantom fans, there's a real sense of that has come through the podcast. So, um, yeah, well done for providing an insight into uh, what was a world that not many people had, had either heard of or, or really understood. I think I, I know of probably 10 to 20, maybe 10 to 15 people that have gone because of either the website or the podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and I remember when we first went, um, it was the second year, actually, the, the second year we went, um, a few of the organisers, Antonio and Richard, actually said to me, it it's really good to see the younger folk coming to these events because it feels, you know, it's adding life to the, to the Phantom, it's adding life to these dinners and... And, you know, it's good to see that there's that next generation coming as well. So I think it was like when that, when I kind of got told that by Richard and and Antonio, um, it was kind of like when I felt like a part of, because the first one, you kind of, you just stick out like a sore thumb because I think I knew yourself, Luke, and then a couple of other people and that was it. But, um, yeah, every year you kind of get to know more and more people. And a lot of them you tend to kind of keep in touch with throughout the whole year. Mm. So is that you putting your hand up, uh, Germ, to take over when Richard's no longer uh, willing to do it? Uh, (laughs) We'll all have to go to Perth now for the Bean Gully Explorer Club dinners. (laughs) I don't think that will happen for quite a while. No. It's, um, it's, It's a great passion that they have. Um, and they do a, they do an amazing job with it. Yeah, it is great. And the fact too that all the money that they raise um, goes to the children's hospital is great. Like obviously, mm. you have to pay for your ticket, um, which covers uh, the cost of them hiring the venue because they always go to some and, fancy. You know, it's not just like yeah. a pub; it's a fancy place. So the cost that you pay covers the ticket, uh, sorry, the the um, rent of the space plus your meal, which is generally like three or four courses, I think. Jermaine, yeah, like it's and a decent also, feed. Yeah, and also all the all the drink as well. And there's a few guys out there that can drink, so you know you're probably paying for you know um, yours and part of theirs as well. But um, they will all all remain nameless, but they know who they are, don't you, Paul? 
Yeah. So so apart from the money they get from the tickets that you you purchase, every cent that's made in the auction goes to the children's hospital, um, which is it still Children's Hospital Westmead? It's moved, hasn't it? No, it's still the Westmead Hospital. It's still Westmead. I should really know that. But anyway, um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a really good, like, yeah, you get to go and get some cool Phantom stuff, but you're also helping a very, very decent cause as well. So, mm. And they generally raise, you know, well, obviously it depends on who's there, what sort of stuff they have, but they generally raise a fair bit of money. Yeah, for it. definitely. Like, remember, I think it was our second year there, Jermaine, where they had Dave Gibbons, the Watchman artist, um, as a special guest because he did the covers for the first DC Phantom um, series. So he did a few artworks of, like, uh, the Phantom meeting various characters from Watchmen. So there was one where he's meeting a comedian, another where he's, I think, Dr. Manhattan. And the amount of money that was thrown around that night was just insane. So the I think just out of that one night, the Children's Hospital was able to build a new wing. Was, <laughs> yeah. It was nuts. So that would have been so, yeah. better to see those artworks, though. Mm. Yeah, well, there's there should be photos of them um, on the website somewhere um, on I one don't... of the the wrap-up articles. I haven't gone because uh, I've been putting a few of the um, older articles back up since the version 6 or version 7 of the website. I don't think I've put up any of the gathering um, or the, the Leaf Orc articles yet, mostly because there's so many photos, they're a bit more laborious than others to, to put back up. Yeah. Well, um, I know I have copies of them, so maybe we'll even put them up on Facebook or something mm. um, so people can access them a bit more easily. Maybe we should start like a Google... Uh, what do you call it, Google Photos gallery or something, so people can access that sort of stuff a bit more easily. But, yeah, there's some beautiful, beautiful artworks. So other than the, the dinners, which, are, you know, we've just said which podcasts they were, were there any, um, I'll just ask this to the general rest of you, um, are there any <laughs> really standout podcasts that uh, spring to mind over the last 49? Um, I'll go oh. first. I've got a couple. Um, actually, there's, there's been a few, but um, in no particular order, the Glenn Ford interview, mainly because of all the little tidbits and the uh, and the uh, after podcast um, uh, special. That that um, was so much fun that that interview. Yeah. Would the uh, um, now like a year later almost would the after podcast special now be uh, could you could you print uh, could you publish that now? Um, all of those things would surely have come to fruition. No, not all of not them. Not all of them. Ah. Oh. Um, the Andreas Erikson one was really, really uh, inform- like informative, like just to kind of like learn about the process of like Egmont because so many Australians are kind of not. I've I've said in the past Australians are kind of ignorant with the Egmont information, like and how it all goes and and stuff. Um, Bradley Peach's one, which was for the museum. I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but um, we we set up a date, we set up a time with him, and then um, and we ended up having to wait an extra hour and a half because he had some guests coming over. And so we're on Skype while he's 
having a, a beer and stuff with his friends <laughs> and you know and then every so often you would like you know like someone will lean over and you see up their nose or or you know <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of like it was one of those times where it was like you know luckily i didn't have a kid then so it was you know there was no time restraints or anything like that um and then another one of my favourites would have had to be Philip Maddock. I don't know if you remember that one, but that was a really fun one as well, as well as Sammy yeah. Jay as well. It's interesting yeah, to say that... about the Bradley Peach one. That's well, that's been the most popular um, episode of of the um, of the podcast. I was going to do some statistics a bit later, but um, so Bradley, if, if you're uh, listening, I'm sure you are. Your podcast with the people looking up your nose. <laughs> it has been listened to 2,834 times. You know what? I reckon about a 1,000 of those are from Bradley and his and his friends and all that because he just, like, <laughs> emailed all of his friends saying, listen to this, listen to this. You know, because, like, he was on, he's going, I'm on this podcast, listen to it. <laughs> oh, and why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I have to very much uh, agree with you there, um, Jermaine, about the... But the standout episodes. I remember um, when you were talking to um, uh, Andreas um, about the, the Phantom in Sweden. Um, that was before I, I joined, and I was listening to that. I, I remember I was driving from um, St. Arnold down to Beaufort. Anyone who's in country Victoria might might know where that is. And um, yeah, it was pitch black night, but yeah, listening to that was really informative. Yeah, like you said, you know, you had no idea what what's going on, you know, with all these publishing companies. It's just nice to get, you know, that bit of a bit of insight. Yeah, that was a great that was a great interview to be able to talk to um talk to Andreas about all of that. Because there was stuff that he mentioned that, you know, even after reading the Phantom for twenty odd years and running the website for I don't know what it was then, let's say, I don't know, nine years or so, there was stuff that he mentioned that I had no idea about. So it was great to, um, you know, find out that that stuff, a little bit of what went on behind the scenes. Um, yeah, the Glenn Ford one as well for much of the same reason. And also it was just so much fun talking to him. Of course, we've all, um, well, Jermaine and Jermaine and I definitely have. I'm not sure about uh, you guys, Steve and Dan, but Jermaine and I have met Glenn several times. Um, you know, he kind of knows us by name and, and by site now because we annoy him that much at conventions and stuff um yeah, so i heard it was by smell in... now he, he knows when you've entered the building <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he runs the other way <laughs> yeah yeah so it was really fun talking to him um i think one of the, my favorite ones just to add another one in there was um probably the mini fru special we did which was episode 26 and that was kind of when um uh, Dudley had sort of stepped in and was things were starting to shift for the better at Fru. Um, you know, Jim had previously died and his son had taken over, and things kind of were stagnating a little bit with what they were doing. And then Dudley had come in and started to change all these things, and that's when we got the all that experimentation and stuff he started to do. And I really remember that episode because of just how excited we all were for it. You know, finally, after all these years of the same thing and, you know, the 
dodgy covers, which we won't get into that argument again, but it's one we've covered a fair bit on this podcast. Um, you know, this finally seemed to be something changing for the better, you know, at Fru. And I just remember how excited everyone was for that. So that's kind of why that was one of my um, favorite episodes, because I was really keen to record it and talk to Jermaine about it and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun, that one. Yeah, my, my favourites, um, as much as I love talking to you guys, but I love it when we get somebody else on. And yeah. so my my first interview was the, the Philip Madden interview. And um, we were talking about um, time zones uh, for tonight's episode. He was over in, was it Bhutan or something like that? Yeah, and he, yeah. Couldn't, he couldn't use Skype, so we had to use a different... Um, uh, we had to use, what did we use? Google Talk. And it... And it does video by default. And it was in the middle of summer uh, over here, and it was stinking hot. And uh, so I got my shirt off. <laughs> and, in the, and, in the, and in the background, there's a, a big painting of uh, Winnie the Pooh Bear, because I always do my recording <laughs> in my daughter's room. And so he, uh, <laughs> he said, yes, I can see you with your shirt off, and I can see Winnie the Pooh in the background. <laughs> <laughs> And I think, was that um, the first episode? Because I think we did a double um, recording that night. And by the end of it, I, I was yawning my head off and I was really trying not to you know, put that across the um, across the airwaves. Oh, I'm keeping someone up over there. Am I? No, no, <laughs> yeah. we're all good here. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was a really good guy, Philip Madden. Um, mm. I, I, really, I really wish they would kind of get more of his work. Because <laughs> I think besides the first one, which we kind of talked about um and he kind of had a bit of a chuckle about he um he's all of his stories have been great hits give us some examples for the listeners <laughs> who's philip madden right, right. You've, you've put me on my uh go back and listen to the podcast what podcast number was it dan uh the philip madden special was number 22 and how many listens does that have, Steve? Uh, 219. Yeah, that's a little bit low. I really think people should go and have a bit of a more of a listen to that one. It was a really good interview. Um, but, yeah, you're right. All the interviews are generally the better ones. Well, speaking of the interviews, maybe we should go back and, and uh, do up a little bit of a list of who, who has been uh, featured on the podcast. And, and um, I've gone through and, and uh, done a little bit of... Uh, Sorting and uh, without any offence to anybody, I've sorted out some major guests for the major treasure room and some minor guests for the minor treasure room. Um, so the, the ones that I consider to be the major guests, um, we've mentioned Gled Ford and Andreas Egerickson, Bradley Peach has already come up, and Philip Madden you've just mentioned. Jeremy, McF- Jeremy McPherson, I think he'd only done one or two fruit covers at the time. He's done a whole bunch since. Uh, Sammy J um, has been mentioned, and, and he was... Uh, the first that was yeah he was that the was, first podcast was i was on that um where we did a, a, an interview and and that was just so much fun and i couldn't believe it. it was about my third podcast and um to be suddenly talking to sammy J and to be able to tell people hey i've, I've just chatted with sammy J. um that was just unreal yeah, how good was yeah. that and not only that you know all the emails and stuff that, that went on behind it and now um i've gone and seen, seen his show so i've actually met the bloke you know Face to face and shook his hand and all that type of stuff. I know you, you've got that in a couple of weeks, I think, Jim. Yeah. So how I heard you're a bit giddy, like a little schoolgirl with a little uh, with a little <laughs> crush, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I remember with 
the the funny thing was is um uh Duncan was the guy, so just to kind of go on a bit of a segue. Um he'd been he'd been telling me for like about a year, even like probably about the year before and then uh about two years he'd been saying, You must get this guy on um on your podcast and to be honest, I've never heard of him. And he's going, oh, he's a huge fan. He's a comedian. And, you know, he's just done a, a TV show and he puts all this fan stuff. And I'm going, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And then I was talking to him again. And he goes, you really must do it? And I'm going, okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Tell me a bit more about it. And he's telling me a bit more. And, and then I tell, um, I tell you guys about it. And, oh, my gosh, they were on cloud <laughs> nine. Like that, um, yeah. you know. We are over here in the future, uh, the main. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy J exists in our time. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? But, um, but yeah, what I find like interesting, how, how do you know Duncan? Uh, not to say what Duncan does for a living, but we'll just say that he knows where you are. Um, I, well, he was he was one of those one of those ten to fifteen people that came to the dinners because of the podcast. Oh right, there you go. So yeah, he's one of those ten to fifteen <laughs> people that I know. Um, but yeah, no, it was a it was a blast, and um, we were like the whole interview was only supposed to be like like thirty minutes to forty minutes, like you know, because like said, Sammy J. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to take up normally, time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't normally do interviews and podcasts, and I like to keep it, you know. And I said, I oh, will keep it short for you, 30, 40 minutes. And he goes, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we can probably do that. And what did it end up going for? Well, uh, the edited edit version is 95 minutes. In the end, we had to hang up on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, he just loved it, and, and I really enjoyed that um, because, like you say, we'd sort of run out of our agenda at about the 40, 50, 40 45-minute mark. Um, but then he just was digging into his folder, and you could just it, you could hear <laughs> him reliving his past and just so enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I was... I'd actually, yeah, I'd actually had feedback from, from a few people saying that it was really enjoyable, and you can see like the the fanboy in him rising to the surface during the episode like the episode is just going by the start you can tell yeah you know it was a childhood memory yep. and then by the end of it it was like he was still living in it yep and um yeah i had a few people comment on that and yeah it was it was a good it was a good one i really think it was good preparation for his uh for his show so put the plug in hero complex when it comes to your town go and see it it's fantastic and, um yeah. And and what sort of numbers have uh, listened to that podcast, Steve? Uh, we're only at the 112 mark on that one. But You're it kidding. Only, it's only been out for a couple of months. Oh, that's but, a disgrace. More people should listen to that one. It was a ripper. It really was. So anyway, Dan, who else have we had? Yes, so if I continue my uh, major, major treasure room guests, um, Lindsay Walker, obviously. Um, we've already mentioned her. Um, and then I've uh, Renee White and Dudley Hogarth. Uh, they've only very, very short little in- parts, I suppose. What, would we say five to six minutes each? Oh, if that. Yeah. Um, so, But they still had to make the list. Um, Dietmar Lederwash uh, and Betty Kingston. You're just... You're just sucking up because you want that uh, free crew badge. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Mate, it doesn't get more much more major in uh, the, the Phantom world than owning, being a part owner of Fruit or being the publisher um, of Fruit. So I think they count, even for that short amount of time. Um, for longer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, mate, Dudley, please come. Join us. <laughs> we need to upgrade you to serious major. Scared. What's that, Joe? I, th- I think he's slightly scared of us, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We haven't been critical at all, ever. No, that's, well, you guys. That's totally true. You guys might have not, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and, uh, and Jermaine might have to. Uh... I remember the first time, like the first dinner. So it would have been two dinners ago. Um, Dudley was there, and I said, "Oh, how you going?" And I, you know, "How you going?" And he goes, "Oh, Dudley, no, how you going?" And I was Jermaine, and he, like the look of his face was like, "Oh, you? Yes, I know you." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Uh oh, you listen to the podcast?" And he goes, "Yeah, I listen to the podcast." <laughs> And he goes, you're very, um, oh, I can't remember the word, but it was like, you know, you're very uh, upfront with your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) You're not afraid to let us know about it either. Well, see, I think that's fantastic that uh, I'm a bit bit blown away by the fact that the publisher of, you know, The Phantom in Australia, um, you know, other than Andreas Ericsson, there'd there'd be very few people who, who publish more Phantoms. Um, you know, I find that staggering that they that he would listen to this and and take something on board from it and and listen to the fans' voice and I I think that's a credit to him that he's prepared to do that. I mean, we waste some time um, and it's some time out of his life. Um, if I look back, there's been so far approximately 62 hours of podcast um, across the journey, um, which is only you know maybe it's only a tick over an hour each on average, but there are some quite long ones, and for him to actually uh, sit down and listen to it and uh, spend his time taking on board what three or four fans might think, um, you know, f- more power to him. Definitely. So, anyway, the the, the last two um, major guests that I, I included, and maybe I'm a little bit biased here, is uh, Dietmar Lederwash and Peter Kingston, who are the curators of the Phantom Art Show as it's going around. Um, but those guys were just fantastic to talk to, and... Um, our long-time Phantom fans, I mean, I haven't been, we've been talking about the, the dinners, the, the Lee Fork Memorial dinners, I've not been to one. You guys have been to, what, five or six combined. Um, Dietmar's been to 20 of the 22 or something he was saying, so um, there's certainly some, some hardcore long-term Phantom fans there. They've been they've been Phantom fans longer than probably all of us put together in age. So yeah, um, <laughs> those two. I think yeah, I was one of the. Dietmar was one of the founders of the club, wasn't he? Oh, I, can't, I know he's. If, yeah, I know he's been there. If not a founder, he was certainly an inaugural member. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then the minor guests, uh, and no offence to any of the... Oh, I, I missed Jamie Johnson, actually, as a major guest. He, he's got a sentence. I don't know if he counts as someone we can um, <laughs> have as a major guest. But, look, he's a published Phantom artist, so I guess he gets a gong. Uh, so there. Um, in terms of minor guests, I've listed Duncan Munro. He's got to get top billing um, as having brought Sammy J on board. John Cookson, um, who who we've all had chats with, I suppose, as a serious Phantom fan. Um that- 
that collector episode he did would have been another favourite. Um, it was just, I, do, I think it was just between you and me, Joe. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. That was great. That one. That was a lot of fun. And it was like it was like we were all, it was like basically we were all sitting down in his fandom room, and he was just pulling item out of you know item out of somewhere and just talking about it, and it was just like you know. And, I don't know about you, Joe, but I'm just like drooling and just, you know, like listening to him talking about, you know, these super rare stuff that you've never heard of. And it was it was just great fun. Yeah, it was really cool. Some of the knowledge that guy had was um like about the collectibles and stuff it was really great. It was great to talk to him. That's it. If he doesn't know about it, it probably doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I must say I'm, I'm a little bit grateful because at the time that I joined, I think it was because you were looking for a forecast, Jermaine, to, to try and test your debating skills against. And uh, John and I were the two that sort of put our hands up. And uh, um, I really enjoyed the, the banter amongst us in that week or two while we were planning a podcast. And I'm not sure why he, he pulled out of, um, of coming on more often. But, uh, uh, yeah, you can tell that he, he certainly knows his stuff. Um, so other, other, oh, go on, sorry. I was just going to say that, um, focused versus non-focused episode was great. <clears throat> Excuse me, by the way. I really enjoyed uh, listening to that. That was really cool. So who won the debate, Joe? Um, well, to be honest, to be honest, I think if I have to go purely on what was said on that episode, then wipe the floor with you, man. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was a reason why you haven't been on for the last 10 or so episodes. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm blown away by that, Joe. That's fantastic because I know you've got a natural predilection to agree with Jermaine in that, in that, uh, that debate. So uh, I'm, I'm stoked that I was able to convince you. Well, the problem... The problem was, um, and I think you actually mentioned, I can't remember if it was Jermaine or yourself, Dan, but, or maybe it was even Steve, but someone mentioned in the episode that basically Jermaine was repeating what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of undid himself anyway. But um, no, it was, a great, it was a great episode. But what I like about it, there was a comment on Facebook saying that I won. How the hell did I win? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were the only sane one oh. on the broadcast. <laughs> I will say though the um, that episode for me really shows the uh, level of um, professionalism that the podcast has raised to since you take have taken over directing it, Steve. Because if I was still um, doing the the podcast, then I would have not been able to call the episode anything but the. So, well done. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay. What time is that one? One nineteen. Yep. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be the first time that we've been called for poor language, um, and by we I mean germ. <laughs> I never swear. I just say it how it is. <laughs> and offend everyone while you're doing it. Well. <laughs> If you if you get offended by something puny in in today's oversaturated, very soft world, you probably shouldn't be listening to the podcast. 
very good. Um, <laughs> shall I continue with the minor guests? <laughs> Just on the um, on the great debate there, two people have listened to have downloaded it in the last seven days and yeah. seven in the last thirty. So people are still oh, wow. still out there listening to it. We're up to three hundred and four on that one. Uh. And if you're a new listener, you've just all of a sudden um, you just discovered the Phantom and you're just listening to the first podcast that comes along, which is this one. Um, episode 41, the great debate was Lee Falk's Phantom is the one true Phantom. So this is the, um, the episode that introduced Dan to, to um, the wider fan community. Um, it was the Falkers versus Modernists. And in this episode, Steve, that's me. Uh, moderates the great debate between Falkus and modernists that Lee Falk's fan is the one true fan. Jermaine takes the modernist perspective and the boys are joined by Dan Fraser for the Falkus. Who will come out victorious? You be the judge. So if you haven't listened to it, just pause where you are with this. You don't have to listen to that. Then come back to this and then the rest we say will, will make sense. Yeah, it was it was fun. Um, that, that episode, like with probably... Every single episode we ever record is probably oh, probably hours and hours of banter and talk and stuff like throughout the whole week. Um, you know, like the wife's going, "Who are you messaging?" I'm going, "The boys for the fan podcast," and she just like rolls her eyes and goes, "Oh." <laughs> or, so now she's actually stopped asking who you're messaging and she's going, which phantom person are you messaging now? <laughs> like I said, I think it was in the last episode. I think I made it to the, to the cut. I talk to you guys more than I talk to anyone else. Apart from <laughs> Hopefully that's apart from your wife and children. Yeah, that's what I mean. Apart from my immediate <laughs> and the people I see every day at work, it's you guys. Uh. So, uh, so I guess back to the oh, minor, minor, minor guess. We're still going through that. Um, I Gary Horn and Chris Hill, who are Queensland Phantom fans, so I met at the art show uh, in Toowoomba. Uh, Michael Rowe, Jimmy James, and Nick Gordon, all of whom people will know if they're on any of the Facebook groups. But um, Steve, that was you talking to those guys at the Bendigo Comic Fair or something? Yeah, it was a Bendigo Comic Fair. I think it's held one. Uh couple of times a year. Um, I've only been the once, and that was that time that I interviewed uh, those three guys. Um, Nick Nick was the first guy, um, was the first fan and fan that I met through Facebook, you know, back you know, a number of years ago now when um, I, I got back into the Phantom, and I thought, oh, I'll see if there's any Phantom Facebook groups or pages or anything, and, um, and of course there were. I think that's around at the same time the unofficial one came, up, came about. Um, and I saw this stuff that Nick was posting. It was really, you know, good stuff. Then I, then I saw where he was posting it from. And, um, it was about between 45 minutes an hour or an hour away from where I was living at the time. And we both live in country Victoria. So that, that amount of distance isn't that bad. Um, if you're listening to this from, um, if you're over in Europe, for example, you know, you can cross a couple of your countries by the mm. time, you know, we get <laughs> to the next town, really, in, in some cases. <laughs> um, so I got to, I caught up with, uh, with Nick and, um, he was great and I've done a fair, fair bit of business with, with Nick because he does, a, he, he sells, um, 
some comics and mm. showed me good ways to, to store them. And so, yeah, and he now li- he now works in the town that I live in. I, I live in Ballarat and he works in Ballarat. So catch up every now and then. He tells me his um, latest games, which is um, makes me nice and jealous. But no, he's he's a good mate to have. And um, and Jimmy James, yeah, when you're saying that um, when you're interviewing John um, about his collection, just stepping into uh, Jimmy's skull cave, and yeah, it was like the front room of his parents' house. It was incredible. The stuff that he had, like, yeah. You know, I'll say, just turn around and, and look that way. And yeah, thanks for having me. I'll, I'll be off now, you know, as I hold the, the first ever fruit in my hands. And well, actually, I didn't hold it in my hands. I just dreamt that I did. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and he has these prototypes of the, of the toys and he's got the, the gun belt and, and yeah. from the movie, it's just inc- and stuff that he's been posting lately. Where's he getting this stuff from? It's incredible. It is. It is. He's got he's got a collection that uh, any one of us would love to have, you know, ten percent of. Let alone uh, by the time you look at, um, uh, yeah, like you say, the artwork that he that he has, and um, yep. and, and it's all that really special, unique, one of a kind stuff um, that that seems to be his specialty and his passion and. Uh, um, yeah, just, just a wonder to behold, even just looking at the photos. Yeah, and um, well, yeah, Nick, if you're listening, there's lots of come over your place and do it, do an interview with you because his was a, when, I'm, when I first went to his place, his was the first when I saw you know original artwork in the flesh, as it were. And so he's he's got some cool stuff too. So any more? Any more you got there? Uh, well, yes. I've uh, look. I, I apologise uh, in advance to anyone that Germ has spoken to at Supernova or the dinners or um, at the Albury Museum. I didn't. I, I thought last night to only. I only thought last night to go through and do this list, and I didn't have time today to go back and listen to those episodes to get all their names. But Jermaine, I'm sure that you will have an absolute crystal clear memory and not miss anybody. Um, of all of the people that you've spoken to um, uh, across those many, many episodes. Um, just give us a quick list of all of those people. Go. Um, <laughs> no, a couple I can remember is uh, Amon King, Ian Crawford, Sean Bassett, I think was his last name, um, Paul Maloney, uh, a couple of others that we've already mentioned in John and Bradley and his wife. Um, oh man, so yeah, there's 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 been a few. There's there's a, a couple at the top of my head that I can remember, and I've probably forgotten at least five. So <laughs> I'm sorry for those people that I've forgotten. Uh, I don't mean to offend you. But I actually don't mean to offend you. Every other time I probably mean to offend people, but this time I don't actually. <laughs> Just not today. <laughs> yeah, not with those people. So if I missed you, I'm sorry. Uh, very good. Um, <laughs> At a couple... you're ending up to now. <laughs> and the last couple of names I've got on my list here. Now, Stephen, this is presumptuous, but I, there's, a, there's a Tom East. Is that uh, someone related to you? Yeah, that's my oldest boy, Tom. Yes. So um, he joined me. We got down to um, I think it was Comic Con down in um, down in Melbourne last year, I think. And um, yes. 
yeah, it was, yeah, it was good fun to to go around there with him. He, he was only oh, three or four. He's four now. He's turning five soon. So yeah, he was either three or four at the time, and he spent the day with me. He got you know nicely, nice and tired by the end of it. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was good fun. And Angus there, I see, is your, is your last guest. Yeah. There. So and that, again was a, a bit of a thrill for me just to because um, I took Angus to the the Phantom Art Show. Um, he asked to go back another couple of times, so we ended up going three different times. And he was the tour director for his sisters and and whatever. And he's um, seven at the time we recorded that, and so it was a bit of a buzz um, to to record him and put him on the podcast. And uh, I played that to him while we were driving in the car, and and he was just wrapped to hear himself on on the radio sort of thing. So. Uh, and that's that's probably one of my uh, really special memories. You know, it's it's great to to talk to people and all the rest of it, but um, to have that little interaction with him and he's part of this world and all the rest of it, um, yeah, that that was really cool to to get him on, uh, even for that short amount of time. Mm. Good value. And um, coming up uh, probably in our next podcast. Um, it, well, I'm going to say that now, but I could be wrong. Um, I've done it. Interview with the um, with the writer slash uh, singer um, of the song for those who came in late. Um, it was mentioned in a um, in the Fanta forum. Yeah, in the Fanta forum a, a number of number of issues ago. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to getting that um, out and online. Hmm. So, um, it was quite a yeah, quite a good conversation and. Um, He's got a few little tidbits to any other um, budding musicians out there. Very good. Awesome. So the next thing we've got listed here to talk about is some podcast stats, and I guess we've been um, we've been sort of interspersing those throughout as we go. But um, uh, I said this before the podcast started. I may have got a little bit nerdy uh, last night and started an Excel spreadsheet with all sorts of data about our. Uh, it's you know I've got a life. It's all good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, yeah a little <laughs> it's interesting use the term rather loosely I, I, sh- <laughs> okay. <Bad word>. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh the as i said as i sort of suggested before there's been uh so far three and and i'm gonna as a um as a caveat i'm not including uh today uh, the 50th episode, or episode 49 in these statistics because we haven't recorded it yet. Um, it's a little peek behind the scenes. <laughs> yep, this is the magic of, of podcasting. We actually haven't done episode 49 yet. No. <laughs> Please ignore the man behind the curtain. <laughs> um, so across the, uh, the the previous 48 episodes. There has been a total of 3,673 minutes worth of fantastic phantom conversation. Um, so as I said before, approximately 62 hours worth uh, at an average of 61 minutes per episode. So um, people are complaining that we're too long or too short. You know, I think 61 minutes per episode is about right on average. I'll, I wonder how far that average has gone up in probably the last 15 episodes. <laughs> Uh, well, I can, I can uh, give you the, exactly that information thanks to this handy Excel spreadsheet, which I have before me. <laughs> Except there are a couple that have gone under an hour in the last 15. <laughs> um, 
So the very longest podcast. Anyone want to um, have a stab in the dark at what that one might be? Uh, the Glenn Ford interview? No, it was not the Glenn Ford interview. Glenn Ford interview came in at whatever, uh, 95 minutes. Not even close. Not even close. Oh. Misses by a long shot. It does. One of the through spotlight episodes. Uh, Spotlight on Through probably would have been the longest if you hadn't split it over episodes uh, three and four. You had a part one and a part two, which probably was a really clever thing to do. Um, that would have been 110 minutes, except that you split them. So even then, though, at 110, not the longest, not in the top three. Oh. Wow. So give us the top three. Carry then. on with some rubbish. The top three. <laughs> the top three. So... The, uh, the third one. In third place um, was episode 21, just called News and Comics um, between Joe and Jermaine. I have no idea what you wanted to talk about for an hour and 110, <laughs> 12 minutes, <laughs> but it's well, third. I'll, I'll tell you, it's been a while since we've done a News and Comics wrap-up episode of X-Fan, so we have a whole slew of stuff to talk about, from the pop vinyl figure to the first batch of King issues. It's all here. I was just going to say, it was probably just an hour of me going on about how much I love pop vinyls. <laughs> well, it was um, posted a month after um, the one previous. So episode 20 is March 18th, 2015. Episode 21 is April 17th, 2015. So a lot can happen in a month. Mm. That's true. Okay. Anyway, so in now. second place in terms of our longest podcasts was episode... 46, so far more recently, um, and it clicks in at uh, 122 minutes, so tick over two hours. Um, again, news and wow. comics, Stephen, Jermaine, and myself. Yep. So in this no, episode, we'll blame Dan for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this episode, the boys discuss the fallout from the biggest phantom nerd of the 90s battle, so that would have taken a bit of time. Mm. This is, uh, mm. is um, post Sammy J interview. Um, they also sink their teeth into through issues 17, 58, 59, and 60, and the fellas sure have a bit to say that, ah... Oh, oh, that was when I didn't like Place for a Mirathy. <laughs> yes, that, yep, that is exactly what, why that is for, that goes for so long. Um, <laughs> that's the Phantom's love child, eh? Yes. Yeah, that, yes, that one. Um, then, yeah, we talk about the Phantom's world in the 80th anniversary. Coming up, and a bit of practice. Oh, yes. Uh, my, um, that's when I told everyone about my, my piece of artwork that I got. But yeah, it would have been the, um, the Remurphy story arc that really put that one up, I think. Yep. And so, the longest, uh, X-Band podcast so far was at 129 minutes, the Fru 80th special, which was episode 48 and actually the most recently one recorded. Yeah, wow. that did go on for a bit, that one. <laughs> so, let, so that's what's been edited. Okay, that, that's the final product. And you guys can just imagine how much, how, how long that took to, um, <laughs> to, um, get it down to something manageable like that. Um, yeah, so of course in this episode, Dan, Jermaine, and Steve review the hotly anticipated 80th anniversary special published by Fru. The episode opens with the boys recording their first impressions of the issue as soon as they open it. They then drag a fine tooth comb through every aspect of the publication, 
Was the colour a success? Does Jermaine agree with Barry's history? What's Dan's opinion on the non-inclusion of any folk stories? Can Steve somehow rein these guys in so that they don't go off in too many tangents? Green time of this episode reflects the size of the issue and clocks in at a shade over two hours. The perfect companion as you take the family for a drive these school holidays. Enjoy. It's been listened to nine times in the last week. I, I thought you were going to say nine times total then. <laughs> <laughs> 97 in the last month. Fair enough. All right. Well, and I thought that was justifiable at the time because we were fairly methodical. We got we, we went through and ticked every box, and to the point where um, if not, we we did get some uh, feedback from the publishers at Fruit, didn't we, Germ? So yes, yes. So for instance, um, uh, like. We've talked about it in episode 49, as you would have known listening <laughs> to this. But, um, of course we have, or um, will. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the questions that we had regarding the first black and white page of the German issue and a couple of other stuff as well. Yeah, um, so they responded. Were corrected. And so yeah. it goes to show that if you're thorough in your analysis, which we very much were, um, you know, that, that gets a response from the people you're analysing. Yes. Uh, would you like to go at the other end and, and hear what our shortest episodes were? I bet you there's nothing recent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to tell you, but my Excel spreadsheet is not behaving. <laughs> well. Okay, so the shortest, the, the shortest regular episode was the Bendigo Comic Fair, um, episode 31, uh, with uh, 35 minutes. So that's just me going around oh, yeah. to doing a few people. Yeah, that's right. Having too many games. Yep. That's right. So it, it's almost a bit of a special, but it's, um, you know, uh, publishes a regular episode. So that's good. Um, the next, so what did I say, 35? The next shortest episode um, would be the first one that you were involved with, Steve. Episode 17, Legendary. Legendary, yep. Comes in at 39.59, so 40 minutes. Um, and I've got to say, having uh, scoped through the Legendary series, I know exactly why that was so short. There was nothing to talk about. It was crap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I disagree with that's, you on that one. I that's, like it. That's, that's, the, that's the reason why we got Steve on, was because no one else liked it. He was literally <laughs> the only person that we knew that... Um, enjoyed it, and so we thought we'd better get a, a balanced opinion on it. And he's, <laughs> and he's continued to bring the balanced opinion ever since, and helped rein us in. I've done my best. <laughs> now, I have a bit of news for you, gents. I've alluded to the fact that in terms of uh, regular episodes, those were our two shortest. However, this is big news. In episode seven, we had the conversation with Bradley Peach. Following that were two X-Band specials, Enter the Phantom Wrap-Up and the Collector and Creator Interviews. They went for 21 and 34 minutes together. And after that, we had Episode 8. We've got a yeah, situation so here where, right, this is, we, this is not, this is not the 50th. We have done some nine ten A's and some et cetera's <laughs> in the background, and currently, right now, we are recording episode 52 of the X-Band podcast. 
the 50 to the 52nd actually published episode 50 but the 52nd <laughs> actually published <laughs> yeah what does that sound familiar mm. <laughs> it's amazing that no one else had picked it up until dan had made a spreadsheet oh, <laughs> I right now i can see it i can see exactly what he means no a couple of others have picked it out but we just um We'll just put the blame back on Fru and just say it's a precedent that Fru started back in the uh, 80s before their A issues. So we've just, we've just copied them. I think, it, I think it's a very subtle homage to Fru. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> totally meant to, yeah. We did that on purpose. Joe, you would have done that on purpose back on uh, between episodes seven and eight. Throw these extra two in just to thwart us all. Yeah, totally. I remember specifically sitting down and thinking, I'm going to make these specials instead of proper episodes. <laughs> Just to, just to mess with everyone. Um, so what what are some of the things that you actually get out of the podcast? I know, I know for me, um, having the opportunity to talk to, um, to you know you guys about uh, fandom stuff and you know get to you know be a geek or be a nerd and not feel judged. You know? <laughs> so, but also you know the opportunity to to meet these people, like meet, meeting Sammy J, who you know, you see on TV and all that type of stuff. You know, he's he's pretty cool. And then to actually meet him in person and and to converse with him, you know, and to be in contact with, you know, with you know the personal email, each other's email addresses and stuff like that. You know, that sort of I really love that sort of aspect to the to what to the podcast. And you know, having the opportunity to go see Jimmy James and seeing his collection. Nick, I'd already I'd already met. But yeah, it's, it's been able to connect to, to these people and, and um, yeah, that, that's something I really enjoy. But, but of course, being a, a, a muso, I do enjoy the, um, the, the editing of the podcast, even though Mike Windsor takes forever. Um, doing that, um, the, the great debate, um, uh, podcast was lo- lots of fun putting, putting the theme music for you guys and, and that sort of stuff and adding in the, um, the, the goof reels and that type of stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. That, that's what I get out of it. What about what about you guys? Very very similar as you. It's like it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, there's like what we also talked about before. There's yeah, other people listen to this because they don't have the opportunity to be able to discuss it in everyday life. We don't either. We're exactly in the same boat. Um, so you know, it's good. Um, it's, you know, you create friends. From it and contacts and and stuff like that, like you know, so it's 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 pretty much all of that. Um, also, you, there are there are the odd perks as well. I think let's be honest that the perks are good. Like you know, you do kind of get an insight of some stuff that is about to be released before the general public kind of know about it because you know they're they're wanting to let us know so we can either do up a a post or 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 whatever so there's those as well which is pretty good and it's good that they they trust us with that um yeah and and we're very appreciative of it and and, um though you know might make critique through or duncan or whoever i'm not um let's say duncan i meant dudley um it's good that we've got that trust there that they could trust trust us that we, we won't say well you know what doesn't need to be said at this time that type of thing hmm. what are you yeah, dan the, um, or joe yep oh, dan you can go 
<laughs> oh no, there's, there's not much more I can add to to what those guys have said. The Sammy J thing was fantastic to be able to say to people. I went to work the next day and said, "Oh, I was talking to Sammy J last night," and most of them said, "Who's Sammy J?" and "What's the fan?" <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but no, I'd reiterate exactly what you guys have said. And um, uh, for me, it's actually been um, obviously I've spoken to Dipmar and, and to Peter and. Uh, being emailing them and and finding out you know a little bit about behind the scenes about the uh, about their world and and that's that's a generation as we've said that are that are older than us and for me to be able to touch base with them and and, and make that acquaintance I'm really uh, as much as anyone like you know I want to shake your hand Jim but as much as anyone I'm looking forward to meeting those guys at the the dinner next year and um, you know. Uh, it's a, it's a different world. The, the fandom fans of 30 or 30 or 40 years ago, and um, look, that that's been a real thrill. But but Joe, I think as someone who started this and, and set the whole wheels in motion, you're probably the uh, the start and the finish of this conversation. Yeah, that's what I thought too. The, the Godfather, you know, just overlooking everyone. What what did, what did you get <laughs> well, out of it there, I Joe? Do, I can't do a Godfather voice. I'm not going to try that. But um. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much everything you guys just said, but also kind of to bring it more, I guess, succinctly for me is that what kind of Dan said with the generation thing. So you have people like um, the Myra and, and those guys listening to it, but we also have younger fans um, listening to it. So you have that generational span, which I think for the fandom is really appropriate. Mm. Um so yeah, just the the huge, and we kind of knew it before we started, but I think since we started doing the podcast, it really shows just what a huge breadth of people are actually into this character who wears purple tights and punches bad guys. So it's, yeah, it's been really fun to, to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life, and whether that be in person or just via email or whatever, it's been great to see so many different people who. Um, are as passionate about this character as we are. Mm. So yeah, it's been and great. I also would like to think that we help bring people like with a common interest in the Phantom as well. Like, you know, like the, yeah, the Phantom's going through a fairly decent mini revival at the moment mm. in a sense with you know with you know with good products and free doing good and 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 stuff like that, but. I would like to think that we, in in some way, we have played a part in the sense that, you know, there's, there's been a lot of dark times in the last 20 years where there's been nothing. And whether it's been through Facebook or the forums or, you know, or through the podcast as well and through uh, the website, um, you know, it, it it's helped bring the older fans with the younger ones and the ones in between kind of like together where you can kind of, you know, Bring them together, you know, a bit like, a, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, it absolutely does. Um, yeah, it, it's the it's great that there is a community out there, um, even though, as, mm. as we've all said, um, I, I, I've actually got one bloke at work who I, he's a bigger fan of fan than I, oh, well, no, he's not. Um, <laughs> he buys the Phantom every week and we have a conversation about it. He hated the 80th for what it's worth. Um, cause he's really? a, yeah, no, he did. Cause he's a focused, he's more focused than I am. He's not even open to the idea of, um, you know, he's older than I am and, and in that generation. Um, but, um, 
so I've got that one guy that I can talk to. Um, but uh, yeah, to 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 become aware of a wider fandom community is is fantastic. Yeah. So one of the things I'm most proud of with the website and the podcast is that while we joke about it um, a fair bit and make expense, particularly of the forecasts, um, <laughs> which is why we got Dan on. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was only well, fair you know, to have, have a, uh, an argument for, for them. Well, exactly. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I think we have kind of, like I say, even though we've made fun of them and stuff, and we have kind of done a decent job of giving both views. Like even if, um, so a perfect example, which we bang on about a lot, well, Jermaine and I did, um, is the rig print series like both of us thought there wasn't much point to it but we did kind of say that while we personally don't see much point to it um you know fans of the classic comics probably do and people that haven't read them well obviously it's going to be good for them so i think that the fact that we've kind of been able to balance both views has been good and i've received a few emails from people saying saying things to that effect so yeah, I think that's, you know, we've been yeah. able to do that really well instead of just being one-sided all the time, even if Jermaine does offend, offend everyone. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we've, also, we've also come up with our with our own words. What Wasn't it um, the podcast that came up with the term? Oh, yeah, focus. It'd be interesting to know who actually said that word first. Well, I would think that pro- probably Jermaine would be my guess um, because <laughs> he loves it. He just loves it, and he loves the idea that people have taken it on board. So I reckon it's one of his. And also, statistically, uh, it's most likely to be him because if I have a look at how many podcasts we've each appeared on of the 50, <coughs> 52 uh, podcasts so far, uh, I've obviously the newbie. I've only appeared on 10 of those. Stephen has been on 23 podcasts. Joe, with his little overseas sojourn, has been on 37 podcasts. And Jermaine, 47 podcasts. So very much uh, very much more likely to have come up with it because he talks about it more than we do. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, what I love about it is that even, um, like, everyone uses the word focus, like, even, like, Fruit have used it a few times and stuff like that as well. So it's, it's, um, it, it's pretty good. We expect, to see in the Oxford, we expect to see it in the Oxford Dictionary next year. <laughs> Word of the year or whatever they do. I'm sure well, we can get it on right. Wiktionary. I'm actually in Oxford at the moment, so I'll see what I can do. <laughs> there we go. We'll leave it to you, Joe. I'll just, just duck down to the uh, head offices. Uh, Fru always used to love when people just popped in, so I'm sure the Oxford Dictionary crew will be much the same. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Hey, no, no, we've got a new word for you. I've got a word. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds the same question. So, Joe, like you've said that um, we, we've called you the Godfather and of, of the podcast, and certainly of the of the Chronicle Chamber site. There's no doubt about that. Um, but when you started, did you envisage us getting to, or did you envisage yourself getting to the the 50 episodes? Um, what was your goal? What, where do you see it going next? You know, wh- where would you like to see the podcast get to? Um, if I could start making money out of it and retire at 32, <laughs> that'd be great. 
31 and a half, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just about. Um, where do I want to see it go? Uh, I'm not really sure. I don't know if I have, like, an end goal vision for it, as long as it keeps doing what it's been doing and informing fans and bringing fans together and, you know, getting the odd creator on and, you know, making sure people have access to news and stuff of, you know, when comics are coming out and what collectibles are coming out, just basically what we've been doing. But if we can do it better, then that's always always good. And if something comes along um, that we might be able to provide that nowhere else does, which um, is actually something we're kind of, that Jermaine and I have talked about a bit um, recently, which is part of what we're hoping will happen with the Patreon. Um, but the reason it's connected to that is it will cost money and time to do it. So that sort of thing. Um, but I don't want to say exactly what it is because I don't want to spoil it um, in case it does get there. Um, yeah, that's that sort of thing, obviously. But as, as long as we're being a decent website and a decent podcast that people find useful, then that's, you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. doesn't need to re- reinvent anything or take over the world, although that would be nice too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think- but from where it started, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think we've all, uh, certainly I agree with you 100%, and I'd be shocked if Jermaine at least hadn't. We'd all, we'd all love to be able to make a dollar out of, um, or make our living out of being Phantom fans, if only. Yeah, I reckon it would be great. I reckon we would just be happy with just um, whenever a new item comes out, they just ship it to us because for a review. Or even yeah. if we're just talking turns, so it's like we don't have to get four or five of them. But just like, you know, like, okay, all right, you know, we just take a turn. It's like, okay, new product coming out. Yep, Stephen, your turn to get it for free. Bam. You know, that would be great. That's yeah. where I would like to be. That'd be, <laughs> That'd awesome. be awesome. So free merch, that's basically what you're after. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> is that too much to ask? Is it really? <laughs> you have a look at bloggers and, and stuff like that. They have that all the time. You know, companies send out merchandise to them for them to review, to review it. I reckon no, the wives true. would be happy as well because oh. then we wouldn't have to be spending as much. See, I've got no idea really what these icon phantom rings are going to feel like when they're when they're on your hands, and there's only one way for me to find out. Icon, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to know what a phantom on, on riding hero would look like sitting on top of my uh, mantle there. <laughs> Again, icon, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, something quite like. So you go. I quite like those rings. I'm thinking of thinking of getting those. They're very nice. Someone posted on Facebook um, that they thought well, they're about two hundred dollars Australian, and someone posted that they were they thought they were too expensive. And I was thinking, mate, if that had been Bradford, they'd probably be at least a grand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. so Joe, you were mentioning uh, the Patreon supporters. I guess, um, like, just tell us a little bit because that was your um, uh, that was your baby, or it is, you know, your baby. You've kind of pushed that and stuff. So, just tell us a little bit about what where you see that happening and where we are, and maybe even mention the um, the supporters of Cop Pay and stuff. Yeah, okay, so the Patreon is basically a way for people that enjoy the website and um, the podcast to basically return that support in the form of monies. 
<laughs> but it, it doesn't have to be much. It can be, um, I think, the smallest amount that Patreon actually lets you uh, donate is a dollar. Um, and it's once a month, so it's not like Kickstarter where you just go on and you go, right, I'm going to give you, I don't know, 20 bucks and that's going to be it. It's a ongoing thing, so it reoccurs every month, but it's at whatever value you put it. And you can change it. So, you know, maybe the first month you'll say five bucks, but then you'll get bills and you'll be like, oh, well, I can't keep paying five bucks, so I'll put it down to a dollar. Or if you want, you can cancel it altogether. It's completely up to the person donating the money. But the reason behind doing it was that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the host that I was using for both the website itself and all its, you know, with all its data and the URL, because you have to pay to register a URL, was um, getting expensive and basically it was beginning to stretch beyond my meager means. So I thought, well, if we're going to keep doing this, I'm going to need to find some money from somewhere. So that was kind of the the most sensible way of doing it because people wouldn't have to um, donate, but if they did, then that would be great. And it wouldn't have taken many to cover um, the costs of what we were doing. And part of the reason why we got a new version of the site this year was because um, I had to move host because where I was hosting was just too expensive. Um, it didn't bring the price down by a hell of a lot, but it brought it down enough that, you know, it didn't hurt every um, couple of months when I had to pay for it. Um, but with the support of the people that have donated so far, we've been able to cover all the costs for um, keeping the website running and the podcast for a year. Um, so if they keep donating current value no one drops out which if they do i understand because money's always tight but if no one drops out or change their amount and keep donating ongoing then the site will basically have the money to run from now until the end of time or you know until i give up and say i don't want to do this anymore uh, <laughs> which probably won't happen just to elate any fears um so we covered that goal that was the main goal just to cover the running costs of the website um, and then I put up further goals, which meant if we get more money than it takes to cover the website, then we can add extra stuff. So the first one of those was an increased amount of podcasts. So while, <clears throat> excuse me, so while the podcasts have been going, I've been hosting them um, somewhere that lets you put up to three hours. Well, originally it was up to three hours of content a month. But because we were having so much to talk about, we were going over that um, threshold. So I decided the first Patreon uh, extension would be to raise that to six hours. So now uh, we can put up to six hours worth of podcast content. So what's that? That's uh, two episodes? One and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get an extra half an episode a month. <laughs> um. And we've actually just recently covered that. Um, so now we're looking at getting the next goal covered, which is that sort of special little project that I mentioned earlier. But before I reveal exactly what that is, I want to make sure we do cover the cost because, like I said, it's going to cost more money in, um, like, hosting and, and things like that. So, yeah, basically now we've covered the cost of actually running the site. We get to add more stuff to it, and that's where – 
the growing of the site and um, the improvement of and stuff comes from because unfortunately, you know, it does all cost money. I, if I had the money to just pay for it straight out of my own bank account, um, which I did do for the first, what, nine years or something, mm. then, you know, I'd be happy to keep doing that. But unfortunately, just the way the economy is and all that sort of stuff, you can't kind of, you know, unless we stripped it right back to being just literally a news site like it was when it originally started in 2006, then there's, you know, there's no other way it could be done without support. So, um, yeah, those people that do donate, I and obviously the other guys owe a huge uh, debt of thanks to. Um, and those people are Mark Payne, uh, Jeremy McPherson. So we've even got the true cover artist there helping mm. us out, which is pretty cool. Uh, Thomas, and I'm probably going to absolutely murder your last name, so sorry about this, but Thomas, I think it's Ask Delarund. I think that's how it's pronounced, but probably wrong. Um, Sean Bassett and Carlton McKenney, who have been donating so far. Um, and those guys haven't been donating heaps. It's like, you know, a pound, uh, a pound sorry, I've been in the UK too long. <laughs> a dollar here. Oh, mate, if, they, if a UK fan came on, and donated a pound, that would cover us for the next 10 years. <laughs> the, way the, <laughs> the way the Australian dollar's going. But, um, yeah, so these guys have only been do- donating like a dollar here, $5 there. So these aren't huge amounts of money, but it's enough to get us over the line, and that's literally all we need. And everything that is donated goes, yeah, it goes straight back into the website. It's not like I'm putting it aside to, you know, buy more collectibles or anything. The check isn't a bad idea now, I think, about it. No, no, I'm not gonna... <laughs> um, That's I something Jermaine would do. Duncan goes I wouldn't to your do list, don't worry. <laughs> oh, I think we're all really, really grateful to those guys that you've just mentioned, and, and Mark, Jeremy, Thomas, Sean and Carlton. I'd, I'd um, say my personal thanks because, uh, as I say, the opportunity to, to get together and talk with these lads uh, and correct them on what are the true facts around... Uh, the oh, Phantom oh. and uh, how Lee Fork should be regarded uh, is, a, is a real privilege. And uh, without the, the support of those guys, uh, couldn't do it. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, guys. And I think it's worth mentioning too, um, you know, apart from the cost of running the website, we do obviously have to buy the comics and stuff, um, which, you know, you could argue we'd be doing that anyway. Yeah, we'd be doing that anyway. <laughs> but it's, it's still an extra expense. Well, it's interesting you said that because I've recently had to stop my monthly comics order and um, you guys will know I've been asking you to you know, grab the issue, odd issue here and there mm. um, for me because, well, one, they're harder to get hold of here and two, after moving from one country to another, you don't have a lot of money left. So that is an expense or why it might be one that, like you say, Dan, you'd be doing anyway. It's still something that you know, you've got to kind of think about. So, you know, we mightn't be able to review every collectible that comes out because we... We can't afford it, but we kind of do what we, we can. So, But those guys make it a lot easier to yeah. do that. And, and they're, they're, yeah, I'm hardly going to complain about it because I end up with a reading copy, but there's been um, comics where I've had to go and go to the newsagents and buy one because we're about to review it on the podcast and my subscription hasn't turned up yet and that sort of thing. So uh, that's not a problem because that comic ends up in the in the boy's bedroom and he gets a reading copy and, and hopefully he falls in love with it too. But... Uh, uh, it all adds up, as you say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I'll add my uh, thanks for, to those guys for for doing all that because, um, yeah, really. Well, just I could repeat everything that um that Joe just said, 
But, um, um, you know, it's, it's great fun being able to do this and not having to worry about, um, um, you know, the amount of li limits on our content, I suppose. Um, it really is a, a, a weight, a weight of, um, you know, our shoulders and especially, um, because I was aware of the, of the time limit there on the, um, of the podcast and I was really, really trying hard to get them down, you know, under the three hours a month and thought, oh, who's going to, who's copying this? Do, do they give you a, um, you know, for your first time when you go over three hours, do they, do they let, let you off just once or probably, but no, apparently. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Joe would have been, been, uh, charged for those, a uh, couple of months there where we, where we went over. Um, so to have that extra, that extra time is uh, very helpful. Yeah, yeah, it does make things easier. Yeah. Um, something that I'd like to 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 see with the podcast is for us to do a um a live episode, like mm, something yeah that all, would be cool with all of us all, all at the same place at the same time. Like you know, hopefully we can all get to um supernova or the um, mm. the dinner together. I think that would be a, an opportune time to to do a live one. I just hope hope that can come to fruition. But yeah, that, that's something that I like to see is a uh, is a live episode. I'd agree with that. I've certainly got visions of the um, well, at least the three of us and and Joe, if you're back, but uh, catching up in Sydney in June next year and and sitting around a, a hotel room or a, a buffet table or something and 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 having a live chat where we can actually see each other, etc. That'd be good. <laughs> Mm. But then also uh, maybe also producing it live where other people can like watch it as well. Like we've got, there's certain software out there like Google Play, Google Hangouts, um, and then also Facebook Live as well. So there's a couple of opportunities, software, which we have kind of discussed a little bit as well, um, where you know people can actually like watch it live. And they can have a have a laugh at all the uh, all the stuff that um, doesn't quite make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> Something I think would be really fun to do would be like a um, a commentary for the '96 movie, because you know, obviously we've all yeah. seen it. Yes. So we could just you know, I, I have no idea how we would make that work, but um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that... we would have to like like all put it on the DVD player, and then like one person. I don't know whether you would do the whole lot or whether you would... Um, oh, you'd do the whole lot. Definitely, because then yeah, at to... home, people could put the movie on themselves and press play when we all press play and um, listen to us next to them while they... Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> um, they could listen to us go on and on next to them while they uh, while they watch it themselves. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe that's something we should do. We should look at. Yeah, maybe we should try and get the director or Billy Zane in as well. Yeah. But with what that, I think also I would like to get more guests yeah. more regularly as well. Like, um, like I enjoy getting the creators, like because they just give you that insight that, as a reader, you just would not have a clue about. Um, so yeah, that's another thing I would like to do is like you know like more you know more guests you know every every third or episode or so having a guest it would just I think it would add a lot more. Mm. I, like, I like the um, famous fans like um, uh, you know Sammy J, but yeah, there's a few few out there like um, Wally Lewis and um, uh, Bill Laurie. Oh, I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to get Bill Laurie on Skype and see if he understood that technology. That'd be. <laughs> <laughs> I've often thought about that myself. 
but no, you're right. It's having people that 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 know all the fans and you know and and discussing with them. Yeah, it's a good point. I think yeah, just more guests. So if you have any listeners, if you have any uh, people that you would like to know a little bit more about, um, and you would like us to interview, uh, make sure you drop us a line, um, and we can chase that up. Yeah, absolutely. It would be a buzz for us to be able to do it. Okay. I think we're getting towards the end of here. I think we're getting towards the end, right? It just seems to be a a natural, what do we talk about now? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, this this has been very introspective, and I now have seen all of the colours of the fluff in my belly button, and... uh, (laughs) What? Navel-gazer. Haven't you heard of that? A bit of (laughs) navel-gazing. Gosh. Oh, it's getting it's getting late over at Dan's place. <laughs> okay, oh, crazy. well, thanks for joining us again, Joe. And and, and I know it's uh, tricky being over there in um in jolly old England, but um it's it's been great to to talk with you again, and that we've all been able to um get our schedules to align. Um, but yeah, and don't be a stranger, of course. You're welcome back anytime. It is your baby. Mm. Well, thanks very much, Steve. It's been good. It's been good fun. Um, And thank you guys for looking after it for me. It's been lots of fun listening to the episodes you guys have done. It's been really good. I don't know how you're going to get back on it when you come back to Australia, though. (laughs) No, I think I've been kicked out. (laughs) (laughs) Every 50th episode, you can come back. (laughs) Sorry about that. Well, the rate you guys are going, that'll be what next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> now, I, I assume Stephen, our um, our close out song is going to be some sort of uh, happy birthday or a version thereof. Yeah, I could do. That. I haven't thought about it yet. I, I usually don't think of it until I'm until I'm editing. Um, did you get, get did you get my little tongue in cheek thing for the eightieth? Uh, yes. Um, it's it's your birthday year, etc. That was um, I'm, it was yeah, it was yeah. good. I, it entertained me. So every other, yeah, if if it's not your birthday today, it's your unbirthday. You know, every other day is your unbirthday, so celebrate it. So I thought, oh, okay, a bit of a cheeky uh, little nod to the fact that the 80th anniversary didn't come out right the 80th anniversary, but we're still going to celebrate it anyway. That uh, was good. <laughs> anyway, anything else you'd like to add there, Jermaine? No. Happy right. reading, everyone, and thank you for listening to us. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries, Joe, any time. <laughs> right, have a good one, fellas. Yeah. Cheers, Joe. Bye. Bye. How many beers did you have during that episode? Um, I, I refuse to comment. Yeah, mm. so we can let's wind it up, and then we can uh, <laughs> three of us can go to what bed. What Listen to, he's the one that's, what is it, nine o'clock over there now? No, it's eight o'clock. Poor old Jermaine. It's quarter past nine and I haven't had dinner yet. Uh, (laughs) You're lucky that I'm not snarkier than what what I am. (laughs) Oh, son of a bitch.
Did it cause no, back all the flashbacks I, I, and stuff like I that? Didn't, I didn't end up telling this on uh, while we were recording, but it was actually your podcast, Joe, that got me into podcasts full stop because um, – Oh, really? I think I think episode one was the first time I listened to a podcast um, because oh, cool. it, it was advertised on Chronicle Chamber and, oh, I've been hearing about these podcasts. I might as well go and, and subscribe and download and all the rest of it. I haven't missed one. And, and that was literally uh, in the that in number one in, in the beginning was the first podcast I ever listened to. And now, you know, I'm listening to Will Anderson and, and lots of comedian, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts now, um, but it was you who got me into them. So uh, thank you very much. You've you've changed my life over the last three years. Oh, cool. Thanks, guys. But yeah, they kind of take over your life <laughs> if you're not careful. Uh, well, I, I can uh, give you the, exactly that information thanks to this handy Excel spreadsheet, which I have before me. <laughs> So the very longest podcast. Anyone want to um, have a stab in the dark at what that one might be? Uh, the Glenn Ford interview. Oh, this is my. Uh, this may need editing, Stephen. My pod, my my fancy Excel spreadsheet is misbehaving. The <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a sort, and now it's not letting me sort. It's all shut down. Oh, what have you done? I don't know. I'm going to close it down and I'm going to open it up again. Cannot quit Microsoft Excel. What the hell? Why can you not quit? <laughs> oh, I've, I've really built this up. I've built this up and now I've done nothing with it. This is embarrassing. Come on, Steve. You're supposed to be rounding us in. Come on, though. Come on. But, uh, yeah, to, to, to become aware of a wider fan of community is, is fantastic. One thing that I'm probably the most proud of with the website and the podcast is that, you know, and we make Just fun hang of on there, fellas. All... What's the matter? Oh, technical glitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we recorded that. Oh. Sorry about that. There was someone putting out fireworks up. Oh. <laughs> Sound like freaking gunshots or something. What the hell is going on out there? Well, if it was the Phantom, he wouldn't oh. have shot to kill anyone. Celebrate and have a good time. Come on. Celebration. <laughs> We're gonna celebrate and have a good time. 